How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia and Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. Thor Dickerson, Jeff Hathorne, Nicholas Harry Callis behind the glass. Jeff, the Steelers made a move. They did, and... Art Rooney spoke a couple days ago, and he gave his prediction-ish on a timeline that it could happen that they would hire an offensive coordinator. Didn't know it was going to be that quick, but here's he may have Art. known. Here's Art the second. Cash, you gonna put my computer up real quick so I can play this out? I did. Make sure. It's- oh, there you go again. There it is. Okay, here we go. Bang. Look, we've we've interviewed three great guys so far. Deciding where we go from here. Mike's Mike and Omar and Mobile for a few days, and they'll, you know they may get a chance to talk to some people down there. But uh, you know, I feel good that uh, it'll get wrapped up sooner rather than later. Sooner rather than later, Jeff. I mean, it was real soon. It was literally the next day that uh, they hired their offensive coordinator. Well, to be fair, what, what were we saying Monday, Monday morning? Like, hey, if this is your guy, just do it. Mm-hmm. Don't don't toy around. Don't mess around. That way, you can get to your other hires before those people get get scooped up. So, in a way. I, I don't mind them. I mean, would you want to have – and we don't know how many people they talked to that weren't official interviews. Um, and it either didn't get that far. They just discussed some ideas and realized, listen, we don't need to, we don't need to make this official. This isn't going to work um, for either side. But now they can get at it because I, I'm kind of reserving judgment on this until I see who's your quarterback coach. Mm-hmm. Because that's the one area with Arthur Smith where the experience just isn't there. And you know what? And I know that people, it's probably like 60, 40 people are upset. To people are like, okay, this makes sense. And it does make sense. It checks all the boxes. It does. You know, they want to run the football. Arthur Smith, uh, a former head coach. Arthur Smith had, you know, play calling experience. And um, I think he, the Steelers have an idea of who they want to be and what they want to hang their hat on, and Arthur Smith checked those boxes. But I will say this for the people out there that are negative, that are skeptical about the situation, and this has happened with the Steelers before, not every coordinator that becomes head coach is a head coach. And that is okay at times. And I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to, to you know, discredit Arthur Smith or discredit you know, the situation that happened in Atlanta with him. But sometimes whenever you become a head coach, it's a lot different than actual coaching. And there's X's and O's coaches, and then there's CEO coaches. Been around, I've been around both. I've been around both at coordinator spots. I've been around both at individual uh, tight end or wide receiver or running back spots. Arthur Smith is an X's and O's guy deep down. He loves the X's and O's. He loves football. Been around him for two years. Loves football. 
Being that CEO, it's a little bit different. You take yourself out of football and you have to become almost a president. Uh, you know, you have to schmooze. You have to do things that it's not about football. You have to make sure that everything is in line and worry about offense, worry about defense, worry about special teams when your expertise is in a certain area. Now, you see the guys that can do it. There are guys that Andy Reid, that we talked about yesterday, that can do it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Kyle Shanahan, who's on the TV right now, he can do it. He could call plays. He can, you know, run a football team, be a CEO. I think with Arthur Smith's situation to really start this off, to kick this off for our morning show this morning, is that Arthur Smith has got the experience from being a head coach, whether it was good, whether it was bad. Good at times and bad, you know, a portion of the time. Now that he can go back to his actual roots of calling plays, I think that he, in on paper and in my mind, would be a better offensive coordinator now that he has experience as a head coach even though that he probably knows he's just a coordinator and that's fine, but he's going back to his roots of calling plays and the reason why he got to be a head coach. So you get the experience as a head coach. You know why you got there. Now you're going back to that. You should be uh, the evolution of you as a coach should be at a highest level, especially because you're going back to your roots. And I do expect this offense not to be as foundational as people think. People think, oh, well, Arthur Smith likes to run the football and they had Derrick Henry. Um, you know, he didn't use Cal Pitts that much. And we'll get into all that because the numbers are different than what people are thinking. But I think that from the, the failures and from the successes of being a head coach, you can kind of bottle that up and go right back to the drawing table of being an offensive coordinator and evolutionize your offense to make it fit what your personnel is with the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's what I hope that's going to happen. Yeah, and as the morning goes on, we'll go through some of the numbers that he went that he had this year. Or, and he's had in his in his five years as two years as offensive coordinator. Let's face it, he was the head coach, but he's also the offensive coordinator for three years in Atlanta. And some of those numbers are disturbing, but it shouldn't surprise. There are there are two Hall of Fame examples in Pittsburgh. Dick LeBeau mm -hmm. was an amazing defensive coordinator, one of the best of all times. He wasn't a great head coach, wasn't a good head coach. They his team stunk. Does that means he didn't know defense. I mean. Mike Munchak is a Hall of Famer. He is one of the top five offensive line coaches of all time. He was not a top five head coach. And that, so you, that's not, you can have a failure as a head coach and still be a really good specialty coach or coordinator. We've seen that happen. Arthur Smith, are there some things that, that concern me a little bit? Sure. Sure. But we're also going to, we went back and kind of listened to when Arthur Smith was hired in Atlanta, some of the things he said about his philosophies, because it really more applies then because he's starting a new gig. Mm -hmm. And it, just to hear his thoughts on some things, and he even mentioned about how he, listen, I look at what the Rams and San Fran are doing, and we incorporate stuff like that. Like, you have to look at trends in the NFL. Yeah. When I heard that, I'm like, if that's what he's, he's going to do, I'm all for that. Mm -hmm. like, like, if you're going to look at other things and incorporate that in what you're doing but but remain true to your foundation, I think those are some of the things that I want to see. And let's face it, I, I don't care how upset you are, it's going to be an upgrade. Oh, for sure. It's going to be up. It's going to be upgraded. I mean, and, 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 it, and in a way reminds me, we discussed this yesterday with Pat, of almost the Kevin Stallings thing in that he's not being given a chance before he even coaches a game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because they wanted because you wanted somebody else 
he's not going to get a fair chance. No it, it didn't what. fit. It didn't fit people's narrative, and people wanted somebody from you know the Shanahan tree or the McVay tree, and you know, and a young up and comer. And the Steelers had a more sturdy, I guess, uh, thought in mind at their offense coordinator spot, and he was the best option. And you know, there wasn't really. I mean, who else were they going to get to really fill all the holes and check all the boxes that the Steelers were that we knew that they were going to want to check. But we just didn't want to believe it because we thought that the Steelers really needed an overhaul mentality-wise with their offense. And, and some of the names, and you know, I mentioned from day one, I love Daryl Bevel. Mm-hmm. That's who I'd have loved to have seen as offense coordinator. He may have had no interest. He's living in Miami. He's got Tua. He's got a pretty good gig. Like he may have had no interest. And some of these other people, Kellen Moore, others may have had no interest. And you can't force people to do it, right? Just, for whatever reason, some of the names that that people may have wanted, Steelers may have wanted, and they had no interest. Fantastic slide brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. I do want to, I, I, I do respect guys like Arthur Smith, and not because of personal reasons, but because of challenging. And this is going to be a challenging situation. And from what we've heard, he had other options. He had other options that were on the table, but he chose to come here. He wanted to come here, and this is going to be a challenge for him. It was a challenge for him to be a head coach in Atlanta. Not, you know, the whole quarterback situation, it was just good. It was, it was a challenge regardless in Atlanta to win, um, you know, with that football team. And now he's taking on a bigger challenge. And the, the task at hand is really going to be, can you simultaneous, ta- simultaneously win football games but also grow our quarterback? And I do give a lot of respect for him being like, I need a challenge, and I want to fulfill this challenge of developing a young quarterback. And people, people are like, oh, well, you know, Kenny Pickett still isn't the guy. Well, he is the guy because Art II and Mike Tomlin both said that he's going to be the guy next year. So let's kind of miss us with that. Like the, the conversation of is it going to be somebody else or is it going to be Kenny? I, I mean, I think we're 98% sure that it's going to be Kenny to start the year. They invested into him. They drafted him. He's going to be the guy whether you like it or not to start the season. Arthur Smith knows that. Um, he's going to challenge himself to have to develop Kenny. Because at the end of the day, you can run the ball all you want, but if you don't have a competent quarterback, you're not going to have a chance at all. And he somewhat did do that with Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill was pretty good before that, but he did bring out the best in Ryan Tannehill in his career. So you're hoping that he could take on the challenge of Kenny Pickett this year simultaneously of putting up points, of uh, you know obviously taking over football games, being aggressive on offense, and winning football games. What's he going to do for his pass game coordinator slash quarterbacks coach? That, to me, is going to tell us what we're going to see. Is there going to be some uh, – I don't even know how to pronounce his name, the old Louisville quarterback, Ragon or whatever the heck his name is. That he was, was his there. offensive coordinator, yeah. yeah in I Atlanta. have no interest in him. I have no interest in him. Like I, I hope that when they interviewed Gerard Johnson, that was like, hey, we're going to hire a coordinator. We have a pretty good idea of who it's probably going to be. Um we want to talk to you about potentially being the quarterback's coach and bringing in some some other ideas. And if if it's true that Arthur Smith is open to new ideas and open to new things, then open your mind to somebody and give them the promotion of pass game coordinator and try to get them, entice them to be the guy that can turn the quarterback situation around because that is a concern of mine. It is in, in hiring Arthur Smith. Who's going to work with the quarterbacks? Who's going to help bring a more innovative pass game? Because – yeah, Tannehill had some great numbers. I would say most average quarterbacks 
could have really good numbers if you're running for 2,000 yards. Yes, yes. And you have some weapons like A.J. Brown. Yes. Uh, and a pretty good tight end in Corey Davis, who is not, I, I think, was very underrated, you know, when you would rank him against other guys. I mean, they had some players, and and they were able to find the ball. Why? Because they were running the ball so damn well. Well, I mean, we'll dive into, you know, what they should do next, um, at, you know, at other at the quarterback spot, at the quarterback coaching spot and pass game coordinator, and you talk about promotions, and there's two guys that I played with that Arthur Smith um, coached with and, and coached for. Um, TJ Yates is one who was his receivers coach in Atlanta. He could be a quarterback coach, played quarterback. I drafted UNC, in Houston, right? UNC played against him in college and played with him in, in, in Houston. He was a quarterback. So he could be a name that you could look for, for a promotion of being quarterback coach and pass game coordinator. And another name is Alex Tanney, who I played with in Tennessee was a quarterback bouncing around a lot. Arthur Smith was with him in Tennessee with us. And he is the quarterback coach for the Philadelphia Eagles. Now you give him a promotion of being quarterback coach here. He's young, he's innovative and pass game coordinator. I could see that going down as well. Yeah, and then you could look at some of the other names that probably won't get hired as coordinator. If they're looking to kind of reestablish themselves, then you throw the Van Pelt, Getsy names back into the mix. And then there are guys like Gerard Johnson and Andrew Chinoco. Would he want to come back to Pittsburgh? He's a rising young offensive mind. David Girardi, who's been Patrick Mahomes' uh, quarterback's coach. He's a, he's a local guy. I think he's from New Ken. There's a guy you could bring in, and I'm not. You don't have to bring a local guy, and I'm mm-hmm. just mentioning some right. names of some guys that have been in systems that may have interest in being in Pittsburgh, and I, I think there are, there are a number of them. Go find one. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that is a, that is a really really good point. It's like okay, this portion is done now. What we know about Arthur Smith and you know his offensive coordinator duties and his head coaching duties none of that really revolves around developing a quarterback so you've got to get somebody that's innovative that's probably young that's hungry um that has that quarterback sense to go in there and be your quarterback coach or your pass game coordinator to really get the most out of uh the situation that's at hand right now uh with Kenny Pickett and whoever his backup is is it Mason Rudolph can you get the most out of him i think that that is a really really good point around Arthur Smith of who he's going to hire next We'll dive into more of that later. Uh, next, we're going to get into the numbers of Arthur Smith. We'll get into the numbers of his uh, career as an offensive coordinator, his career as a head coach, and does that correlate with you know the personnel of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and can you see that transpiring into success with the Steelers? I know most of you say no, but we're going to talk about it. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. 
I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Fan Morning Show brought to you by Armstrong Comfort with Matt Mertz Plumbing, Dickerson Hathorne. Cows behind the glass. Ray Fittipaldo will join us at 8 a.m. Doug Whaley will join us at 8 a.m. till we close out the show. Arthur Smith, your new offensive coordinator of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, people are up in arms about it. Some people are okay with it. Some people will make it make sense because it doesn't make a lot of sense. If you are uh, uh, thinking about how the Steelers operate, this makes the most sense. It checks all the boxes, at least in my mind of who the next coordinator was going to be. Arthur Smith does check a lot of those boxes. There's a couple boxes that aren't checked, but I guess you're just going to have to live with that and see if he can develop and transition into making those boxes count. But, Jeff, um, you did an article yesterday in the afternoon on Arthur Smith, and Arthur Smith, by the numbers, uh, over his five-year span of being an offensive coordinator, being a head coach, Let's get into some of that. Let's get into the, the the numbers of Arthur Smith and try to make it make sense and see if it correlates with what the Steelers can uh, bring to the table this year. Yeah, and this is not to suggest he's good, bad, whatever. These are just the hard numbers so people can see what he did in starting in Tennessee, 2019, 10th in points. You're not going to be surprised, third in rushing yards, 21st in passing yards, but 12 times they went over 20 points. Six times they went over 30 points. Six times they went over 400 yards in a, in a season. That's like three seasons of work in Pittsburgh. Six times. I mean, Tannehill completed it 70% of the time. And listen, when Derrick Henry's rushing for 1,500 yards, it's a lot easier to be able to complete those play action and, and have those type of, per, of percentage numbers. But no you have A.J. Brown with 1,000 yards on only 52 receptions. Oof. Wow. So big plays are a part of this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you establish that run game, you could create. We saw that with Mason. You, you can create some of those big plays. What do you What are you looking for for George Pickens? Explosives. Fifty-two catches for a thousand yards. Yes, like that's the type of numbers that you that you want to see. In twenty twenty, they were second in points, second in rushing, thirteen times over twenty points, ten times. They scored over 30 points. I, I think it would be five seasons, I think, if you go uh, over the Steelers, where they scored 30 points 10 times. Oof. They did it in one year in Tennessee. And Derrick Henry had an unbelievable season, rushed for 2,000 yards that year. A.J. again, over 1,000 yards. Corey Davis, nearly 1,000 yards with the tight end. And I know you think tight end is something that, can be used in this offense. I mean, for Fryermuth, you're kind of waiting. Mm-hmm. We saw that that first pass after Canada left. Right. That like, there right it up is. The seam. Thank goodness. You're, you're you're finding your weapon. You're probably going to see more of this under Smith. And then with Atlanta, it stunk at times. I mean, they're 21st in, in scoring his first year with Matt Ryan. Uh, you know, only over 400 yards one time. Over 30 points only two times. Now, Cordell... 
remember Cordell Patterson? Mm-hmm. He was their leading rusher with 610 yards. So next year it's like, okay, they're going to be determined to be able to run the ball. So they went from 31 in rushing yards to third in one season and went from 26th to 15th in points. Nine times they went over 20. Mariota was the quarterback. Marcus Mariota is your quarterback. But they had Allgaier rush for 1,000 yards. Patterson, 700 yards. Drake London became their top receiver with 866 yards. And then last year, listen, 26th in points, not good enough. Mm -hmm. Top 10 in rushing, 22nd in passing, over 20 points nine times, not once over 30. So these numbers are concerning. Over 400 yards six times this last season with Atlanta, high of 447 against Houston. Desmond Ritter was your starting quarterback. 12 touchdowns, 12 picks, not good enough. Bijan, these numbers are almost Jalen Warren, Najee Harris. Bijan was 967 or 976, and Allgaier was 863. They used them both. They split time. London had 905 yards, and your tight end had nearly 700 yards. So those are the numbers behind what Arthur Smith has done in the, in the five years. The last three is head coach, but let's face it. Again, he was the offensive coordinator. He was the offensive coordinator. And the one big year in, in Atlanta, I mean, I think that this what is the telling story, is quarterback. Uh, Matt Ryan to Desmond Ritter to Marcus Mariota. And the, the year with Matt Ryan, obviously, you, you just said that um, I mean, he's, they were, you know, what was that, 2022 or 2021? 2021 with Matt Ryan. And, you know, he threw for nearly 4,000 yards. But they were 31st in rushing. And you could see that when he had more control as head coach, he's like, we're going to change this. Now Matt left. So you didn't have the personnel. You didn't have the same type of quarterback. We're going to run the football. And they improved 28 spots. Mm Mm-hmm. That shows that, that shows me he's he's prone to uh, adapting his his offense to the personnel. And the, all I'm presenting here is the numbers. Yeah, not trying to give any type of analysis other than these were the hard numbers and and some trends that you see with Arthur Smith. Does he want to run the ball? Yes. Wherever he's been, he wants to run the ball. That's why the Steelers hired him. You know, if they wanted somebody that was going to chuck the ball around, they would have hired somebody else. This is what the Steelers want. Um, now you see who's, what's the next move. And can he be – you know, he said the reason that they ran the ball the way they did in Tennessee is they had Derrick Henry. Yes. If you got Shaq, you feed him. Yes. And that makes a hell of a lot of sense. I mean, t- you're not going to have Tannehill – you're not going to spread four wide with Tannehill and make it work. They created something where they got more, and they drafted high with Robinson, you know, d- to add to their rush game. Um what can they do with the quarterback play? Because man, the last two years in Atlanta, the quarterbacks stunk. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're enticed by the situation, which obviously Arthur Smith was, uh, he chose to come here, had other opportunities. I mean, having Jalen Warren and Najee Harris is very enticing, and being able to use two backs uh, to supplement for the production that you had what five years ago, four years ago in Tennessee with Derrick Henry, uh, that's very enticing. I mean, that's a foundation if you're Arthur Smith looking at a situation that. Uh, you know, you can make work, and, you know, it really does come down to quarterback, though. I mean, Matt Ryan, the offense was different. Matt Ryan is going to be a Hall of Famer, and then you have Desmond Ritter and Marcus Mariota, which it didn't look that great. Can Arthur Smith be the guy to develop Kenny Pickett? Can he be the guy that can develop that quarterback position? You know, time will tell. But this is the foundation, and these are the numbers of him in control of an offense. 
and some good, some bad, but you know, maybe you can you can kinda package that together and and, and go this time and make it a successful run. You kinda get the feeling too in listening to what other people have said about him. He's he's obviously humbled by the fact that I mean, you try to be a head coach and you failed and you got fired. And now you get a chance to kind of rebuild your name. I mean, all that effort, intensity, willingness to do try new things, you got to think all that's going to be there with Arthur Smith. But again, I, I'm going to hold out my judgment on this until I see wh- who's the staff that surrounds him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know Munchak's name has been tied to him because of their relationship. I don't know where, where Munchak's head is. I don't know. You know, he he moved to be closer to his family. To, now at this point in his life, does he want to move back to Pittsburgh and be an offensive line coach? There have been various reports about him having interest in getting back into coaching. So, you know, I think people would welcome that one, wouldn't they? I mean, then who does he hire as receiver coach? Who is his, you know, again, the quarterback slash pass game coordinator? Who is he able to bring in a, an advisor, somebody that – can bring in other ideas as well. Let's see how this staff fills out. I know that you and Jeff knows that you all want to sound off, so you're going to be able to sound off next. Give us your thoughts on Arthur Smith being the offensive coordinator, 412-928-9370. We'll take your calls next on Arthur Smith, the new offensive coordinator, former head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, former offensive coordinator of the Tennessee Titans. What are your thoughts around Arthur Smith, 412-928-9370? I want to hear your thoughts on this situation we'll get your calls next fit hotline presented by sullivan super service pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and hvac provider for over 50 years dickerson hathorn callus behind the glass we're going to take your calls 412-928-9370 your thoughts on arthur smith as the new offensive coordinator for the pittsburgh steelers anthony in oakland we'll start with you anthony what's going on man how you doing thank you fellas look i'm not enamored Arthur Smith, to be quite honest with you, it may, it may be my own bias. I wanted uh, a West Coast from the. I wanted the Kubiak brothers, wanted Clint and Clay, uh, because when you watch Green Bay and you watch Frisco, you you see the running game that Mr. Rooney wants, but you also see that passing game, which is second to none, and the separation that you see with those receivers. And I, this is more Neanderthalish. I'm not happy with it. Who's to say that the Steelers didn't reach out to Clint Kubiak's agent and his agent let on the fact that Clint would take a different job and wasn't interested in the Steelers' job? Now that's a hypothetical. We don't know that. Now we're just clamoring for things. No, I think that if who who was the – look, Clint was an offensive coordinator in Minnesota Mm -hmm. for Jefferson, and that offense had had some good numbers up there. Mm -hmm. I'm sure – Especially with with Tomlin, uh, we don't know how long he would be here. This may have been an opportunity for him and his brother, because remember, his brother is the assistant quarterback coach for Frisco, whose main job was to get Purdy up to par, mm-hmm. because Brian Greasy handled the and Jimmy G and um, uh, the Trey Trey Lance. So that's what I wanted. So, like I said, this may be my bias, but you're right. They need uh, uh, a running coordinator, a uh, passing coordinator, and a quality control. You know, when you see the San Francisco uh, coaching staff, I mean, it looks like a law firm from it Madison does. Avenue. Yeah, You're there's like 50 right, guys. Man. There's like 50 guys that you could scroll all the way down. And what's crazy is the the head coach knows what he's talking about on offense, yet he surrounds himself with all these different voices, and that does need to happen with the Steelers. Thank, thank you for your call, Anthony. Um, I mean, but who, Jeff, who's to say that 
you know, the one hypothetical that I threw out there that Anthony said, well, the, you know, you don't know if that's the situation. If the Steelers reached out to his agent, to Clint Kubiak's agent, and his agent was like, well, you know, he's not interested in the job. There's other opportunities, and there's still opportunities out there that might be better than the Steelers. Or, um, you know, who's to say that, that uh, you know, Clint Kubiak or, you know, whoever that they had their eyes set on maybe next week or in two weeks that – they didn't want to lose out on other guys. Like, this was a fine line situation here. Like, if it's like, okay, Clint Kubiak's our first, but Arthur Smith is our second, we're getting beads that Arthur Smith is getting other opportunities and probably will take those opportunities. What do we do? Do we wait to hope or do we, you know, push the button and say go? Yeah, I, I'm, at a, I'm at the big incomplete right now. I mean, the midterm's in. You know who that is. Who, are they, who is he com- complete his staff with? Who else comes in here? Now, if it's kind of a, a bunch of guys that you're kind of like, eh, like some of the coaches he had in Atlanta, I'm, I'm not happy with it. Right now, the guy ran a hell of a, of a system in Tennessee, struggling in Atlanta, um, but seems like a decent fit d- depending on who else they bring in. We're going to go to Dave in Brownsville. Dave, how you doing this morning? Morning, guys. How you doing? Good. Good. I'm probably one of the few callers that's going to say he's pleased with this pick. And the reason being, I, I liken this to Detroit situation. Okay, he, the previous caller, talked about San Francisco. Detroit had two 1,000-yard rushers. Now, that quarterback up there, uh, Goff, had a great year. But why did he have a great year? That 2,000-yard rushing game opened up the passing game. And he's got two backs here that can do the same thing. If you can run, put 2,000-yard rushers on the field, it's going to open up everything for Kenny Pickett. Everything. And you're, thank you for your call, Dave. You're absolutely right. And, you know, going back through the numbers, obviously Derrick Henry wasn't the, uh, you know, two-backs. So I mean, well, he really is. If you put two human beings together, you would get Derrick Henry, <laughs> um, one of the it, biggest human beings. He performed like he was two-backs. One of the biggest human beings I've ever met in my life. I uh, couldn't imagine having to tackle that guy. But Arthur Smith did have Derrick Henry that – did rush for 2,000 yards at one point as him as offensive coordinator. So you do have to have running backs to really open up the offense in the NFL. And, and you know, he's right. Dave is right. I mean, you know, um, Jameer Gibbs and Montgomery, you know, that's the reason why Jared Goff was as good as he was. I'm not taking anything away from him, but that does help. Arthur Smith being here, knowing that that has worked in the past, having Najee Harris, having Jalen Warren, maybe sure up the offensive line, that will help Kenny Pickett or – who the whoever the quarterback is, uh, tremendously in the passing game and in the play action game. I don't want to sit here and put too much pressure on the guy, but this hire is going to determine whether Mike Tomlin stays as head coach. Oh yeah, I mean this yeah. this hire has to hit. If he doesn't hit, Tomlin's out. As much as the as the Rooney or, Rooney family is averse to changing coaches, if this doesn't hit, he's done. You're absolutely so, right. So I mean. He's got to be sure this is the guy he chose. I I don't I kind of like a guy with head coaching experience to bring some other perspectives to him, maybe to maybe to give some new ideas to Mike, some ways he can grow as a head coach if he's willing to listen. Um, so that would be the positives. I I I I'm a person that I I take stock into what Rooney says. I know how he operates, and I don't think that he gets. And whenever he does have the opportunity to speak, there's no really reason to lie. Coming out of his mouth, I don't feel like he is going to make stuff up. 
and whatever he says that Mike Tal- it was Mike Tallman's hire to hire an offensive coordinator. I don't want to step on any toes. I don't want to get into that mix. That tells me a lot too. Okay, Mike, this is your hire, so it better be right. It better be right, just like you're saying, Jeff. This, uh, I, you are the head coach of the, of the football team, and I'm going to let you hire who you think could be successful on your staff. This is your guy now. If it doesn't work, we might have to move in a different direction, like you're saying, Jeff. Yeah, this is like getting the email that, yes. you, that you know is being saved. Like, hey, we told you. Yep. This is this is where we're at. And, I mean, Tomlin's just not – if he's going to put it out on – his neck out on the line, he's not going to do it with a system that he doesn't like. I mean, he's not a West Coast guy. Right. He's, he's not, not going to get gonna, uncomfortable. Right. And – However that plays out here, it's it's going to play out. But I, that, I think that's where Tomlin and the Steelers' logic is with this. Coming up next, it's not always greener on the other side. And there's an interesting – to me, there's an interesting situation um, that went down yesterday that uh, caught my eye. And it tells me that it's not always greener on the other side. And sometimes you just have to realize what situation you're in. Thorne Dickerson here with Jeff Hathorne. Nicholas Harry Callis behind the glass. Callis, how you doing? Doing good. You're good? Yeah. You excited? Yeah, sure. Just all right. Arthur Smith doesn't excite you? Nah, it, it's fine. It's yeah. like it's not Matt Canada, but, you know, we, we, there's a lot more issues to address as well. Yeah, there is. There is, is. there a name that you really wanted? No. <laughs> you, you wanted it. You wanted a piece off one of those trees. I mean, I feel like it would have been more exciting. Not that it would have guaranteed success, though, because I know how many other, like, Tree coaches have failed. At least it's not someone from a Belichick tree. Those, right. those haven't right. worked like, well. Matt Patricia, Joe Judge, who? Well, there's another guy that was, has been an offensive coordinator a few times that was sitting out there that named McDaniel's. They could have they could have tried. Thank thank goodness. Ah, I mean that guy. <laughs> listen, I, I, he's a good offensive coordinator. But he's not a head coach, and I mean for him to get a second opportunity like he did, I just thought that was insane. The 50 minute mark on the fan was is brought to you by. South Hills Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Route 19 in Peters Township celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. Jeff, it's not always greener on the other side. And yesterday with the Arthur Smith um, news going down, there was other news in the NFL. And I was like, hmm, this is interesting. Because I, you know, usually whenever you get an opportunity and you have opportunities, a lot of a lot of people jump at the opportunity if it's a promotion or it's to, it's to get better. But for the first time in a long time, there's a you know, there's a crop of guys that didn't choose that opportunity. Bobby Slowick had an opportunity to become a head coach, to get a promotion somewhere else. He struck a deal to stay in Houston, or to yeah, to stay in Houston uh, as their coordinator. Um, looking at that situation, saying that if I go somewhere else and become a head coach, it's not going to be as good as coaching C.J. Stroud. <laughs> Gerard Johnson, who's their quarterback coach, he interviewed with the Steelers, interviewed other places, was a, a – top-ish candidate for to become an offensive coordinator somewhere. He struck a deal with the Houston Texans to stay as their quarterback coach, saying that, man, none of these opportunities that I uh, put myself into outside of this organization are better than coaching C.J. Stroud and coaching underneath D'Amico Ryans. Ben Johnson, who was the top candidate to be a head coach, especially with the Washington Commanders, he told the Washington Commanders, while they're basically on a runway to come visit him, in Detroit, that turnaround, I'm not going to take the job, um, not going to be the next head coach. I am going to strike a deal 
to stay as the offensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions and coach underneath Dan Campbell and to coach Jared Goff. I, I don't know if I, uh, you know, within a small portion of time in a day with all the news breaking and all the movement in the NFL to see three guys stay put whenever they were some of the top names to be to get promotions elsewhere. So I always wonder in these cases, are they are they just saving face? Is this just the PR move of like, all right, I'm not getting this job, so I'm going to come out and say, listen, I didn't want that. I knew I wasn't going to get it, but I didn't want it, so love me or give me more money. That too. I mean, that has a lot to now, do with it. Now, if you're Slowick and you're Gerard Johnson and you're, to your point, working with C.J. Stroud, or you could go to D.C. and work with some – Hodgepodge of nothingness. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? What's going to advance your career? Another year or two with C.J. Stroud where maybe a real plum job might open? Or going to Washington, let it last three years, get fired, and have to work my way back with some other quarterback when I could have been with C.J. Stroud on his rookie deal mm -hmm. going into his second year in the league. So I think that's as much motivation. And if you get a little few extra bucks out of it, Great, because you are you can't imagine your stock falling being with Stroud. No. And if it does, then you stunk anyway. Right. Then, you know, it was all just, you know, for fun. You and know, the same way. with Ben Johnson. I'm like, you know, people, oh, he wants to be with Dan. Yeah, he wants to be with Dan Campbell. But do you think he just realized, listen, I still think we've got a good situation here. I can improve my stock. I can get a better gig than the two that are out there. And maybe I already know that there's someone else that's really higher on their list. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know the report that they were going to come and talk to him again, but I I always wonder what those things are like, were they actually going to be one of the, the finalists or going to be the person or are they just saving face? Or are they saving face? And like you said, negotiation tactic. I mean, it's the best tool in the book. You know, if somebody wants you, then it's like, Hey, you know, do you, how bad do you want me? And I do wonder how, how hard D'Amico Ryans or Dan Campbell pounded the table to keep their offensive coordinators intact, knowing how close both of those teams were this year, knowing what the Houston Texans really just did this year to get into the playoffs and, um, you know, underneath a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach. I'm sure D'Amico Ryans was like, you know, going to Cal McNair, the owner, we need to do whatever it takes to keep Slowick here because, you know, we did this this year. Next year we'll be even better. We have draft picks. We can add to the receiver room. We can get C.J., maybe one of his buddies uh, from Ohio State, that's going to be in the draft. Um, we could be better next year, but we need to keep this intact. And same with Dan Campbell. Like, look how close we were. Look how close. We we need to figure out a way to keep this uh, this put because we're this close. And I'm pretty sure both of those coaches uh, pounded the table to keep their offensive coordinators. Yeah, and and I'm sure those coordinators thought, you know, okay, maybe now isn't the time. You know, after they went out, they explored, they interviewed, they mm -hmm. talked. They may have looked at it and and this one. Uh, uh, Washington, man, I mean, Dallas is really good. Uh, Philly's really good. Like, how am I going to compete with in this group? And if you're out west, uh, I don't know, Seattle, what what do they have there? Geno Smith? Mm -hmm. eh, eh. They've got some good receivers, uh, decent running back, but I, I don't know if that's the place. I, I mean, there are so many different factors that go in, but I think there's a comfort level. And now, unlike maybe even, what, 15 years ago, these these assistant coaches are making bank. Oh, they make a lot of money. I mean, there's some serious cash. That, oh yeah. That, and there's not the pressure of being a head coach just yet. And I mean, it's like okay, like I do this one more year, 
Um, we do what we did last year, maybe even better. And there's going to be better opportunities probably next year with teams that are going to want to move on from their head coaches. So maybe the crop of teams, uh, like you're saying, Jeff, just wasn't, you know, sexy enough for, for some of these coordinators. And, and the value, if they were to get to an AFC title game next oh. year or in the next two years, I mean, their value just goes through the roof. Yeah. Goes through the roof. Coming up next, the Arthur Smith decision of being hired of the Pittsburgh Steelers in the offensive coordinator spot, I believe, and I want to get Jeff's thoughts on this, I believe this is as close to an in-house hire hmm. as you can get without staying in-house. I believe that. And the Steelers are being the Steelers. We'll talk about that next. First fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevy. 2024 starts with great incentives on the Trailblazer Blazer Equinox in Silverado. SunChevy.com. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles. And Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.